What if the leap God is calling you to make was never meant to be permanent? What if it's for a specific season and reason? If you're wondering if this could be the case for you, then keep listening as we discuss what I call the builder's leap. Are you ready? Let's get started. You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Well, welcome back to the podcast, and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Reintroducing the Five Leaps. I really hope you're finding this deeper dive into the leaps helpful as you consider past leaps you've taken, a current leap that you're in, or a future leap you're starting to feel led to take. My goal is to give you some fresh perspective and encouragement as you move forward. All right, so now we are on leap three of the five, and this leap is known as the Builder's Leap. In this episode, we're going to talk about what the Builder's Leap is, where it comes from, and how to know when or if it's time to go back to work. Sound good? All right, so let's hop in. Before I explain this leap to you, I want to mention something that I've realized about this particular leap. The more I've studied it and people who are being called to making it, two things stand out. The first one is that they may not consider what they're stepping into as a leap because it feels more like a necessity or an obligation. Often it's because their understanding or knowledge of a leap is that it's permanent and this leap doesn't fit that description. The second thing is that they don't realize the significance of the sacrifice they made because it's either it it like just happened or it had to be done. You know what I mean? So either case, it's still a leap. And knowing this will make it easier for you to navigate. All right. So what is a builder's leap? The builder's leap is when you temporarily leave a job or a career to take care of a loved one or to start a business or ministry or some other passion project. However, After the project or the assignment is complete, you return back to work in some capacity. This leap comes from the story of Nehemiah. Now, if you don't know, Nehemiah is one of my favorite biblical characters and the theme story surrounding my ministry, I can't come down. I love his heart to help his people and the sacrifices that he made to do what God called him to do. So if you have never read Nehemiah, do yourself a favor and read it. There's so much practical insight an application in it. So the book of Nehemiah centers around Nehemiah temporarily leaving his job as a cupbearer to the king. So we're going to start and read a little bit of scripture, Nehemiah 2, 5 through 6. And this is what it says. And I asked the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. Now the king with the queen sitting beside him asked me, How long will your journey take and when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me. So I set a time. So it's very clear that Nehemiah was on a specific assignment. And when that assignment was complete, he was to return to his work. As we continue to read on, we learn that he put everything in place financially and practically to step away from what he was doing for a little while with the understanding that he was going to return. However, Here is what I would like to emphasize. Transitions are not always permanent. 
even when they don't have a set restart or return date. The difficult part is knowing when and if it's okay for that season to end. And to be honest, I don't have that answer. That's something that God will have to reveal to you. There's something I do want to share. I have a close friend who moved from Florida to Ohio to open up a business. And when she and her husband came, they were both working full time, which helped get everything set up. About a month later, her husband was laid off his job suddenly. It was devastating and discouraging. However, the additional time he now had allowed him to focus on the business and lay a firm foundation instead of grappling for time as he juggled work and building a business because that's not easy. After a couple months, things started to smooth out and the business started to thrive. Then suddenly, out of nowhere, her husband got a call from his previous employer asking him to come back to the job. So what he thought was a permanent loss or transition was only temporary. I hope to have them on the podcast very soon. So I'm just giving you the Cliff Notes version because I don't want to spoil it, all right? But what I want you to understand is that that season of unexpected loss and suffering was intentional. Here's my personal opinion that the sociologist in me has done some unspoken research on. There are a lot of people today who haven't taken the leap because they anxiously and fearfully are anticipating a fisherman's leap when God is calling them to a builder's leap. And then there are those who are in the builder's leap but thought they were supposed to be taking a fisherman's leap, so they're struggling unnecessarily. I was talking to my sister today, as a matter of fact. She had my nephew about a year ago, and she hasn't fully returned to her role as a nurse yet, but feeling a nudge to go back. And she asked me this question and then turned around and answered it herself. She said, how do you know when it's time? Meaning, how do you know when it's time to go back to work? Then she said something so profound. She said, when it's hard and it doesn't have to be. I was like, yep, that's it right there. This made me think about what I like to call the blessing test. The blessing test comes from Proverbs 10, 22, which says, the blessings of the Lord and maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. So we have to ask ourselves, is my current state still passing the blessing test? Is it still making me rich naturally or spiritually? Is it adding sorrow to my life? God's blessings will make you rich and it won't add sorrow to your life. If it's adding sorrow or causing you to not experience the richness or the fullness of the Lord in the natural or the spiritual, it may be time to shift. Now listen, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not talking about spiritual suffering for the sake of Jesus. Because when we suffer for the sake of Jesus, Romans 5 and 3 tells us we can still rejoice because it produces spiritual riches such as endurance and character and hope. So suffering for Christ passes the blessing test when our perspective shifts to what is being produced. Sorrow and suffering are not the same things and don't produce the same fruit. Now, if God is calling you to take the builder's leap, why might you still feel hesitant or uncertain about going back to that job or leaving the job to help that parent, for example? Aside from the fact that God doesn't promise us that following his instructions will be easy, convenient, or comfortable, and we sometimes look for that to be the indicator, we should also learn to distinguish between if what we're feeling is conviction or condemnation. Conviction is the voice of the Holy Spirit, and condemnation is the voice of Satan. 
when I was preparing this podcast, I came across a great resource about Holy Spirit conviction that I will link in the show notes. But it says this essentially, Satan's voice will create fear of frenzy, confusion and coercion, condemnation and discouragement, stress and worry. But God's voice will create calmness and comfort, clarity and direction, forgiveness and encouragement, peace and security. We can identify the voice that's speaking by the emotions we feel when we hear it. If it's the voice of condemnation that's speaking, you might find yourself saying things like, I feel bad, or I really don't want to do it. But once you hear those words come out of your mouth or come to your mind, then pay close attention to the words you speak or you think after that. Are those words of confusion and uncertainty or clarity and assurance of God and his timing? Now, once the condemnation is removed, it's much easier to hear from God about the transition. Going back to the job does not mean we trust God any less. And leaving a job doesn't mean we trust God more. Trust is based on who and what we see as our source. As long as we see God as a source, either decision has the potential to bring him glory because it won't be based on our emotions and discomfort, but his provision and his will. So now, as we wrap up, let me answer this last question. Does God want us to struggle? The answer is no. But if we do, during that time when we're sitting in that in-between, let's just call it indecisiveness, he will allow the struggle to increase our faith and produce trust in him, which will move us toward clarity in what to do next. Okay, family. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and it brought clarity to you if you're in that builder's leap season. And as always, I pray that this episode has been a blessing to you. And until next time, let's all agree to making obedience to God a non-negotiable as we choose to live a leaping lifestyle. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next leap. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit the5leaps.com to learn more about upcoming guests, helpful resources, and our text community support, all intended to help you prepare to take your next leap. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.